Welcome to Id, Ego, and Us. I'm Julia. And I'm Shreya. And today's episode is going to be about moon, marine, mutations, and media. We'll start off with an in-depth segment where I'll update you guys on the most recent astronomical findings, and then we'll transition into Endangering Escapade, where Shreya is going to tell us about the endangered hawksbill sea turtle. And then we'll end off the episode with a Would You Rather segment and a Food for Thought. Before we get started, this is just a quick notice that the episodes will be a bit shorter from now on. We realized that we were slowly making them longer and longer, and that really isn't our intention, so don't worry about having to sit through an hour-long podcast. Let's get right into in-depth. Welcome to In-Depth. Today's first segment is on water recently discovered on Jupiter's moon. Now, since there isn't, this is a more recent discovery and not all the information has exactly been disclosed, there isn't too, too much to the story. So to start off, don't get too excited. They haven't discovered an immediately habitable moon, and for the most part, the water isn't even in liquid form. The moon itself is called Ganymede, named for a Greek myth like many celestial objects, and it is the largest moon in our solar system. The discovery of water on the moon was through the Hubble Space Telescope, which spied evidence of water vapor in the atmosphere around the moon, and it coincides with previous evidence found about the moon, or other things that have been seen about this moon. So the water vapor is created because the surface of the moon is covered in ice, and that turns from a solid to gas when the environmental temperatures change, and that process is called sublimation. So that's really what the telescope saw. Uh, Ganymede's surface has more water than all of Earth's oceans put together, even though the moon is 2.4 times smaller than the Earth is. But because Ganymede is so cold, the temperatures can reach negative 300 degrees Fahrenheit, meaning negative 184 degrees Celsius, which obviously freezes the water. Around noon, though, the moon's equator becomes warm enough for the surface to sublimate, and researchers believe that about 100 miles or 161 kilometers below this crust is a salty ocean. So that's really all there is about the water, but this isn't the first research done on the moon. Ganymede is the only moon in our solar system to have a magnetic field, which means that auroras glow around the moon's north and south poles. The previous evidence was also captured by the Hubble, and it was an ultraviolet image of those aurora bands in 1998. Initially, scientists thought that those auroras were because the moon might have a pure oxygen atmosphere, but some of the features taken in the photos were slightly different from one another. They later discovered that it was actually because the surface temperature of the moon varied so often that the sublimation was possible, and that meant that small water molecules were being released through the sublimation. Explaining the difference is in the ultraviolet images. Obviously, the different temperatures meant that one had a sublimation image and the other was not an image during sublimation. The more we know about the moon, the more evidence begins to connect, and we'll soon know a bit more because the European Space Agency is launching their Jupiter Icy Moons Explorer mission in 2022, also known as JUICE, I think that was what it was called. It might have been JUICY. I think it was JUICE, looking at the name. 
and it will arrive at Jupiter in 2029. So again, it's launching in 2022. That is a seven year journey. And it will spend three years observing the planet and its three largest moons. I said it, these are actual people going to observe the moon. And there's also been NASA's Juno mission observing the planet and its moons since 2016 that recently took the first close-up images of Ganymede in two decades. That's all we have on astronomical news for today, but we'll make sure to keep you guys posted. For now, let's move on to Endangering Escapade. Welcome to Endangering Escapade. In this segment, we talk about endangered animals. Today's animal focus is the hawksbill sea turtle, which is labeled as critically endangered. Hawksbill sea turtles live in tropical oceans. They eat sponges, anemone, and jellyfish. They get their name from their appearance. They have a beak. Uh, they weigh anywhere from 90 to 150 pounds and grow up to 30 to 35 inches. The reason for their endangerment is that they are being poached for their colorful shells. The sea turtle species have been alive for around 100 million years and are crucial for keeping the seas and the coral reefs in balance. I think it's pretty sad that the majority of the endangered animals we talk about are endangered because of poaching. Uh, with that being said, here are some ways that you can help protect sea turtles and other endangered animals. You can donate through worldwildlife.org. They help all kinds of endangered species. Number two, you can adopt animals. Not literally adopt, as in like bring it to your house, but it's just another means of donating, but it's more personal because you get to sometimes uh, name the animal and like visit, visit it from time to time. And last but not least, spread awareness. The more people know about endangerment and its effects, the bigger impact we can make as a society in helping these endangered animals. That's all for this segment of Endangered Escapade. Let's move on to Would You Rather. Hi guys, so this episode is being cut short. Uh, we're having technical difficulties with mics, uh, so we're not able to record the rest of it. Uh, our next episode will be completely the full length of the four segments, so stay tuned for next week's episode. Sorry for the inconvenience. Thank you for listening.